Wow. Thank you, Beethoven. Isn't that just enough to melt your heart? And what a perfect thing to take place on a day like today, Valentine's Day. So before we begin today's wonderful show, I want to wish you all a wonderful and very, very loving Valentine's Day. This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. It's going to be another very interesting show because we're going to be speaking about one of the subjects that is so dear to our heart here at A Better World and talking about hearts, and that is our environment, the health of our planet. And there are some ways that a dear friend of mine and colleague, Jackson Madnick, who is our guest today, has found that will help to nourish our soil and help to create an environment that is healthy, bountiful, beautiful, and uses very little of our precious resource of water. So when I hear about things of this sort, God knows we need to have this broadcast here on A Better World to people here in the United States and Canada and North America, as well as across the world where we have listeners from all corners of the planet. And if you know somebody with lawn, listen up in particular, because that means, or if you have lawn, today's show is going to be really mind-boggling, because there are ways that you can participate in helping create a healthier planet and a smaller carbon footprint simply by utilizing this wonderful man's new lawn seeds. Not new exactly. They've been around. Some of them are also ancient in a way, but it's a new combination. And Jackson will be sharing that with us in just a few moments. So Jackson, I want to welcome you to A Better World, a Pleasure to have you. Uh, thank you, Mitchell, and uh, I uh, look forward to it. Uh, you have a great show and uh, great information for the planet, so I'm, I'm pleased to be Yes, on. well, thank you so much. Thank you. You know, the subject of premium lawn seeds is not a subject that I ever actually thought I'd be covering on this show, Jackson, but you have really opened my eyes to the health and the environmental impact of these seeds. And uh, I, I'm grateful to you for what you've taught me about this. And uh, this is why A Better World has actually gotten behind your whole product line and feel very good about making these available to our listeners and to our viewers from our TV show as well and to our following at large. So thank you for that. You're a teacher of mine in this respect, and I very much appreciate it. So if you would, you had this very awesome background in running large-scale events in different parts of the country, and you've been an award winner of these, um, dealing with some of the high-level Hollywood celebrity types, and you've outpaced them. It's a very interesting background you have. And you decided instead to give all that up and go into this area of spending years and tons of money developing a kind of specialized lawn scene. What is it that first motivated you to do this? 
Well, I've always loved the look of lawns, but more or less hated um, just about everything about them. And uh, all the water oh, they so use, the chemicals, the runoff, the sound of lawnmowers. And um, I used to produce big events in stadiums and on rivers uh, that all had themes about hope, vision, harmony, uh, world peace, environmental conservation, um, things like that. And even and water, then, actually, um, right? And, and Yeah, and shows about water. I, I designed the grand finale show for the United Nations Earth Summit the first time that all the countries of the world came together down in uh, Rio de Janeiro um, to try Beautiful. to um, address our environmental concerns. And, um, and uh, I um, sort of semi-retired in um, 2000, uh, year 2000, and, um, and while I was renovating um, a house, um, um, a fixer-upper to be... Um, 80 to 90 percent heated, cooled, and powered by the sun. Uh, someone in my community talked me into joining our local surface water quality committee that manages the lakes and ponds in my town. And not knowing much about lakes and ponds, but a lot about water, um, I took a weekend crash course and I found out that um, the number one enemy uh, of lakes and ponds and rivers and the ocean is lawn care fertilizer, which runs off and um, pollutes the um, surface waters and the drinking waters and creates algae blooms and all kinds of um, health issues. And uh, so I uh, wanted to see if if it was such a a thing as a grass that didn't need um, chemical fertilizer. And um, I uh, grew 60 or 70 relatively low-maintenance grasses from around the world, and after a year and a hot summer, they were all dead. And um, with the exception of three variations on um, on cactus, and no one, most people don't want to have cactuses in their lawn or cactus-like things, and so mm-hmm. it didn't exist in the world. So um, I did some research on the internet. I found four of the smartest PhDs in turf science on the planet, and asked them to help me develop a grass. And they suggested certain seeds that were more drought tolerant, disease tolerant, bug tolerant, and salt tolerant. And um, and amongst the, the the four of these people, uh, they all had uh, seven different seeds in common between their selections of seeds. So I I uh, grew um, thousands and thousands of variations of those seven seeds in different proportions to see if I could get something uh, different. Um, happening and uh, it actually took five and a half years and about seven and a half thousand tries and finally I had one batch which I call my aha batch where the grass was growing much slower out of the top of this little sample pot and the and the roots were just flying out the bottom uh, so it was slowing down there was an interaction of these seeds in these proportions uh, where it was growing slower above the soil and putting all its energy into roots. And um, I thought it would be good for, you know, uh, saving water. And um, it didn't need uh, chemicals to stay green uh, because it was growing so slow and it had such deep roots. And um turned out, besides not having chemicals, um, it um, also... Uh, it needs only a fraction of the water. So we did a couple thousand more trials going up and down 
very tiny amount in the percentages from that one aha batch until I um, optimized the interaction. And then we filed for, and we've got two U.S. patents since that um, on the seed mixture. And um, uh, it has a lot of uh, environmental health. And, well, how um, many years did uh, it take, Jackson, for this to get to the point of submitting um, filing patents? Well, uh, we um, we did it in secrecy, and uh, just before we sold our first bag, we filed for patent. It, it took eight years of initial research, and then we've been working on research for the last eight years. We've been selling this grass and making very slight improvements. So now the grass is in its fifth generation, and uh, we have two U.S. patents on it, and um, uh, and it, uh, you know, it's um, it's called um, Pearl's Premium Ultra Low Maintenance Lawn Seed, and I named it after my mother Pearl, who was an environmentalist yeah. during the 50s, uh, before um, before that kind of thing was um, uh, popular. A little before Rachel Carson and and it was popular. Sure. And uh, that's she so really cared about the water and the environment. Yeah. So let me ask you, I, I know you've got it in over 400,000 lawns. Is that across this country or is that across the world, actually? Um, <laughs> that's kind of across the world. Um, the the 400,000 lawns are mainly in the all over the United States, in every region, and also Canada, and then we have lawns in about 20 other countries, a small sprinkling of lawns. So we found that it grows absolutely everywhere in every climate. You know, we under have all conditions? In the middle of Canada, under all conditions. And um, Sunny, shady, rocky, desert-like, rocky, even desert-like? Desert-like. Yeah, it's growing in Canada where it gets down to minus 60 in the winter. And it's growing in the Mojave Desert of Southern California, where it gets up to 125 in the summer, regularly. And it still and, and maintains the same deep green color. Uh, yes, uh, that's because it grows very slow. It, it, it grows, you know, it grows at one quarter inch a week above the soil, as opposed to most grass grows an inch or inch and a half, depending on how much it's, it's raining. And mm-hmm. it um, grows 12-inch roots um, under the soil in three months, and in a year it grows four-foot roots as opposed to three- or six-inch roots. Well, that a, is if the soil is there for it to, to reach down to into, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. But still yeah. the benefits, even if the soil level is low, it still performs in a similar way? Absolutely. We have some people on Cape Cod that had uh, two inches of soil above solid rock ledge, and uh, they couldn't get any grass to grow there. And uh, so they tried our grass, and uh, we didn't know if it would make it, but it only goes down two inches before it bumps into the solid rock ledge. And then uh, they dug up a little piece of it, and they saw that the roots were going sideways right above the rock um, to create a, a mat to grab and hold water. So it goes as little or as far as it can, and it grows in all conditions in all states, uh, in all provinces of Canada. And, in all um, regions, all climatic regions is the main thing. Uh, grass never yeah, really respects the world. state or province boundaries, or national for that yeah. matter. But 
well, climatic well, is another actually, story. Right. There are but, some uh, some grasses that only grow in certain regions, but our certain regions, of course. Small, yeah, yeah. But our grass I was just grows playing about state boundaries and national boundaries. Oh, yeah, yeah. But let yeah. me ask you um, about chemical fertilizer, because that's usually something that people are so accustomed to, or should I say addicted mm-hmm. to, and assume mm-hmm. that all lawns would need it at one time or another. What is the story in that regard? I know you mentioned it a couple of times, but is it that it needs none or it needs just a little at the beginning? What is that Well, story? because it because it grows at one quarter the rate of other grass, it needs one quarter of the nutrients. And if you just leave the clippings, that gives it half the nutrients it needs. You know, uh, don't take the clippings away. Just leave the clippings there when you cut the grass. And then for the other half of the, the nutrients, you can once or twice a year use organic fertilizer um, in the spring and the fall um, to give it the rest of the nutrients it needs, as opposed to most grass um, is so fast-growing, standard, ordinary grass, that it needs a lot more fertilizer, hence these four and six times a year fertilizing programs. And, and, you know, you want to get away from chemical fertilizer. The chemical fertilizers with pesticides, the weed and feed types things, have been linked to uh, learning and behavioral disorders for children, asthma, Alzheimer's, uh, sexual dysfunction, leukemia, and many other things. So um, if you can go to an organic fertilizer only, and and with our grass, it needs so little only once or twice a year, um, with a uh, organic fertilizer when, and do leaving not the drink the chemical fertilizer, folks. Do not do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, many people, Jackson, because your your grass is a little more expensive than others. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe not all, but certainly mainly. But that's for people who just want semi limp, you know, ordinary conventional grass, which is not our listenership we want Mm -hmm. really flourishing beautiful grass that is also eco-friendly and it's very interesting to hear you speak that some grass is really not eco-friendly uh based on the kind of treatment that that it usually gets so tell us a little bit if you would about both the environmental benefits of your your lawn seeds as well as the economic benefits Sure. In fact, as some of the grasses out there is not all natural and that there's a certain amount of um, GMO and tweaking going on. So our grass is all natural, non-GMO, and based on uh, seeds, many of the seeds were here before the American Indians and they were um, native to North America. Other seeds are adapted. Really? Been here a long time, adapted from Europe. And, um, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and the, um, the the benefits, uh, the many benefits of our grass is it grows very slow. So you mow it only once a month in sunny areas, once every six weeks in shady areas as opposed to every week. And um, also it grows um, three, uh, 12-inch roots in three months, and it grows four-foot roots in a year. And uh, between the slow growth and the needs, generally 75% less water. And um, also from the deep roots, it outcompetes most weeds 
without chemicals. And um, it's relatively uh, weed-free. And um, from um, the deep roots, it also sequesters carbon at a much greater rate than ordinary grass. Actually, sequesters carbon at eight times the rate. That's pulling carbon out of the air down and locking it into the soil at eight times the rate of shallow root grass. And that's in other words, what we refer to, what we refer to as the causes of global warming are greenhouse gases Mm -hmm. and the primary Mm -hmm. gas, while methane is certainly one of them, uh, the other predominant one is CO2. So Mm -hmm. while ordinary lawn will take out some because it's part of the O2 CO2 gas exchange, what you're saying Mm -hmm. is six to eight times that normal amount is happening with Pearl's premium seeds and the grass. Yeah. And that's a staggering change. That's a staggering yep. gift to the planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please go on. And uh, we, we actually won two um, national and international awards for innovation as a worldwide competition called the Mass Challenge uh, that we won out of 446 entries from 26 countries. Um, because of all the water we're saving, the chemicals that we're not having to use, and the carbon we're sequestering into the soil. And uh, also That's the Boston phenomenal. Museum of Science also gave us an award uh, for being one of the three most important patented inventions to come out of New England, although it grows in all 50 states. So, Extraordinary. Um, you know, if I remember your story correctly, you told me, Jackson, that... Uh, there were two awards given out that year by that Boston mm-hmm. uh, museum. One was you and for the Pearl's Premium Lawn Seeds, and the other one was for an innovation in the treatment of cancer. Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting that um, Isn't they that gave an award to a, a team from um, MIT and Harvard that invented a possible cure for cancer. And um, it's some kind of laser that can scan the body and find cancerous cells only. And then a separate, when it targets uh, a cancer cell, a separate laser blasts the cancer cell. And um, I am in awe. It's not That's out in the so market. fascinating. So trials. on the one hand, there is this, you know, formidable cancer treatment and on par with that from an environmentalist and health point of view is Pearl's premium lawn seed. (laughs) I mean, there's an inherent humor in all of this as well, which I believe me, it's not lost on me. Not to mention your Jewish mother, Pearl. Oh, she would love what's going on. I'm sure (laughs) she would love Mm -hmm. this. So, so there's the water benefit. There's the vast reduction in uh, fertilizer, which is organic anyway. The need to mow, uh, you know, a quarter to a sixth less frequently than ordinary mm-hmm. mowing. So, I mean, landscapers must be very uh, fit to be tied about this. What do you say to them? Well, uh, uh, they they were at first, uh, but it, there was a... Um, a landscaper who came over from uh, a neighboring town and uh, he was very concerned about our grass. And he said his client um, insisted that he put it in 
And he, he said, I hope this crap doesn't work uh, because it's going to put us landscapers out of business. And uh, and it's only because he insisted. I tried to talk him out of it, and he wouldn't hear it. So he put the grass in, and um, uh, and his uh, and his customer loved it. And then two other lawns down the street, um, the next door neighbor and one down the street, uh, saw his lawn, which was dark green and beautiful, and and found out they only needed to be mowed once a month instead of once a week. And um, he got a job putting in um, our grass over those lawns, and uh, and those people were cutting their own grass themselves, as 91% of the people in the country mow their own grass. Um, and uh, and all of a sudden he got the job to mow their lawns because uh, they didn't want to afford mowing it weekly to just mowing it once a month. They didn't want to be bothered. They'd rather have uh, this uh, landscaper do it. So the landscaper started promoting it to other people. Now he has a business of just putting in Pearl's premium lawns. He has four times as many clients um, that he mows once a month. He's had to hire more people to keep up with it. And um, and so he went from charging a per mow to charging a month, uh, once, you know, a month flatly, flat um, monthly fee and then he shows yes. up only once every three or four weeks to mow the grass, and the homeowner doesn't uh, doesn't care, or the business owner doesn't care, as long as it looks good. They don't care if he comes once a you know week or once a month if it looks good. Yes, and uh, yes. has less weeds, and so um, then uh, per lawn, the landscaper cuts his uh, his uh, manpower down uh, by three quarters. And is wearing and he can actually do more lawns. Yeah. Yeah, and he does four times as many lawns with the same people and the same um, and uh, the same crew. So he's actually um, more profitable, making more money, going from a per cut charge to a once a month maintenance fee, and uh, and putting in Pearl's premium grass only. Another so, um, thing I heard, Jackson, involves the other types of landscaping that takes place, mowing being only part of it, having to do with, you mm-hmm. know, caretaking of bushes and trees and uh, even doing, I guess it's called hardscaping, where ponds mm-hmm. and built-in, you know, uh, waterfalls and other interesting, aesthetically pleasing scaping is going on because they have the mm-hmm. time and it actually pays a lot more than mowing anyway. So I guess yeah, it's a chance m- for the landscapers for most, to get a bit more creative. Yeah, mowing for most landscapers, unless they have undocumented workers, uh, is a, um, a break-even thing. Uh, they make their money on the bushes, the trees, the spring and fall cleanup, mm-hmm. the snow plowing, and other things. So they barely make any money on the grass mowing. And so by going to our grass, only having to mow it once a month, um, they can get the same amount of money uh, in some cases, and uh, they spend more yeah. time on the trees, the bushes, um, and the overall property for the same amount of money looks yeah. better. And uh, and the um, homeowner or business owner saves three quarters on his water bill. So he's um, That's impressive. Uh, very happy. Now, now, during the winter in places like New England, the Northeast, 
Canada where there's a lot of snow. What happens to the grass during during the winter? Uh, well, um, our gra- you know our grass, unlike other grass, most grass with shallow roots, um, uh, they only go down two or three inches or six inches at most. Uh, those roots are frozen, um, and but our grass with roots going down as much as four feet, um, the bottom of the roots aren't frozen, so the plant stays green and alive. Our grass stays green in spite of super heat of summer and super cold of winter. We have people in Canada who have uh, sent us pictures um, where they dig away some of the snow at minus 40 degrees um, below zero Fahrenheit, and the grass is still green. So our grass stays green. It doesn't go um, brown. And it's because of of the warm core of the earth. You go to the center of the planet, and the molten center is, you know, very hot. And the, the yes. heat radiates up through the core, the mantle of the earth. And at five feet down all around the planet, it's about 55 degrees. So um, our deeper root closer to that 55-degree temperature, which um, the depth of our roots is uh, is down probably at the 40, 45-degree temperature. So the plant doesn't go dormant. The plant stays green year-round. Now, it doesn't grow in the winter. It doesn't get any taller, but it stays green, unlike other grass that goes brown and dormant. So you don't have to mow in the winter. Let's no, let everyone no. know it, you are you, you don't mow to, in, the, in the super heat of summer or the super cold of winter. That's beautiful. <laughs> At the extreme yin and extreme yang. You are all listening yep. to A Better World with Mitchell J. Rabin. We are on the air every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. New York time, Big Apple time, Eastern Standard Time. And we are also on the air in New York City on Monday evenings at 6 p.m., 7 p.m., I'm sorry, that's the TV show, community cable TV show called A Better World as well. And if you do not yet get our newsletter, please visit our website at www.abetterworld.tv, abetterworld.tv, and in the right-hand column is an opportunity to sign up for our newsletter. It's free. It only comes out once a week. It has a blog of mine on it as well, oftentimes, with announcement of different events that are happening in New York, the Tri-State area, sometimes across the country, sometimes across the world. So no matter where you live, please join us and become part of a better world community and a better world family. It's lovely to have you. So today we are spending the entire time speaking with Jackson Madnick, who is the founder of Pearl's Premium Lawn Seeds, which is the subject of today's show. And we're looking at the health benefits, uh, literally for we humans as well as for animals that might be subject to the drainage of, uh, of ordinary lawns, which usually have many chemicals in them, and as Jackson was saying earlier, these are highly toxic and have led to many different kinds of diseases. Of course, we all know of Monsanto's Roundup, which is one of the most dangerous uh, dangerous products on the planet, and glyphosate is caused unknown, untold damage in human beings, and needless to say, also animals. And in this case, with Jackson's Pearl 
premium seeds. We avoid all of that. We avoid all of that, and we instead actually become part of the solution of dealing with the issues of climate change, extreme weather, greenhouse gases, global warming, all the big things, all the real big things. And, you know, Jackson, it's such a pleasure to have you on, I have to tell you. Uh, Being Mm -hmm. able to talk about things of this magnitude, you know, when you look at all of the issues facing us as a as a humanity, as a species, as a planet, um, and we start mm-hmm. to bear down and zoom in on some of the social issues and economic issues and political issues, at the end of the day, all of these are dwarfed by what is really going on in our environment, our habitat, our home, Mother Earth, all of it. Mm-hmm. If climate change kicks in a few more degrees of magnitude as is really on the uh, on the timetable based on our current day practices, it's game over for us all. I mean, it's just game over, no matter who's in mm-hmm. the political, in the White House, no matter any of it. So this is, I feel, one of the biggest, really the biggest conversation we can have. And I'm so pleased that you are offering people an opportunity to actually be proactive in doing something themselves, ourselves, if we have a lawn or if we know people with a lawn, to play a part, a significant role in rolling back the carbon footprint. Your thoughts? Yeah, the world world problems are so great. They're so daunting. And the average person says, well, what can I do to make a difference? Well, the simple thing is you can put Pearl's Premium right over your existing lawn you don't tear up the lawn. You just uh, cut it short, rake away the clippings, spread the seed right over the existing lawn, and then a little bit of organic fertilizer helps stop the seeds, and then water it. It'll sprout in a week, and um, a month later, you'll have the nicest lawn you've ever had, and you'll be doing your, your share uh, to help lessen climate change. And, um, you know, if yes. people feel like, well, what can I do? This is um, more important than driving a hybrid car and uh, a small lawn. How so? Um, what do you mean uh, by well, that? Well, this, uh, this um, is um, every day it's, um, uh, it's sequestering four tons of carbon per acre per year, and um, it is the equivalent of taking cars off the road. And uh, and you don't have to do anything about it. You just put the seed over existing lawn, and it takes it takes care of itself. And and I'm so appreciative of your program and your listeners that we want to um, give you a discount if people want to buy it. They can go to pearlspremium.com. That's p e a r l s as in Sam. P r e m I U M, and if the on the um, when you go to the um, at the top, uh, yeah, pearlpremium.com. When you go to the top of the home page, um, it says buy now. When you go to that, uh, you can uh, <coughs> you can put in the code um, a better world, uh, a better world, like the name of the show, and uh, and you'll get a. Uh, from now until Saturday night, and uh, to um, just about pay for free shipping, uh, so you mm-hmm. can um, and 
This actually saves you money. It's a little more expensive than other grass because it's all premium seeds as opposed to many grasses have one or two premium seeds and the rest are annual seeds, junk or filler seeds that look good this season but then never again. And But all our seeds are premium seeds that come back year after year. And um, But the cost of grass seed is only 5% of the cost of having a lawn. 95% is the mowing the water, and the fertilizer. And because you never have to have chemical fertilizer and you're getting rid of three-quarters of your mowing and three-quarters of your water, you, it actually pays back for itself in only two or three weeks from the dramatic savings in mowing water and fertilizer. And then you save Isn't all year long. Fantastic. You know, mm-hmm. this is all such good news, and thank you so much for that uh, That discount to our listeners and uh, I'm sure they will appreciate it. I think it's great and you know as you know our A Better World organization has partnered with Pearl's Premium and uh, we've been letting many people know about what you've got and one of the places is right here in the middle of the Big Apple Stuyvesant Town, where I happen to live and work out of, and here we have a horticulturalist who has found your seeds to be just wonderful, and they are thrilled with the results that they got from an initial planting last October, and have already gotten, in a matter of weeks, saw the benefits, and were still waiting for those photographs, but they will be forthcoming and they are looking to spread the seed across the entire uh, area. And it's a large one. This is an 80-acre footprint. Of course, many buildings are here as well, some 110 buildings, in fact. But nonetheless, there are a good 10 or 12 acres of area that could take the lawn. This is just one example of the many very, very happy customers that you have, some of whom are rather notable. Will you just tell us a few minutes uh, about those during our last minutes here? Uh, Well, we've had um, uh, some celebrities like um, people, if they're uh, older than 25, uh, they'll know who Bob Beeler is. He was on uh, this old house TV show. And uh, Bob called us a while back saying that he had it in his lawn. At first he thought it was, uh, it was uh, it sounded too good to be true, but he did a little corner of his front yard, and it was darker green and nicer and softer to the bare feet than the rest of his yard. So he did over the rest of his house on Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts, off the shore of Massachusetts. And then when he went down to um, Florida, to Palm Beach in the winter where he, uh, where he stays, he did his house over down there, uh, incredible. And so he, Bob Beeler raves about it. We have um, celebrities in Hollywood that I'm not supposed to mention their their name uh, that have our grass. And, uh, and we've had a lot of unusual um, applications like uh, a family that's in uh, an area of the Midwest uh, in a high plateau uh, called Lightning Alley um, where every summer there's tens of thousands of lightning strikes 
and by uh, local law, uh, law they have to have um, um, uh, lightning rods on their roofs, and they can't have any trees near their houses uh, because lightning hits the trees and then uh, goes across the grass and burns down the houses. So um, many of those people have put in Pearl's Premium because it holds more water and uh, it's not, and it lessens the chance of, of uh, forest fires. It also lessens from the deep roots, it lessens a mudslide. So there are people in California who put it in to lessen oh mudslides. We have um, a fellow in Tornado Alley uh, uh, down in the southwest where um, uh, three tornadoes have gone by his house in the last couple of years, you know, within a couple of miles. And uh, and he built a room off his bedroom uh, with a um, half in the ground and put a berm of uh, soil on top of it and has our grass uh, on top of the berm uh, with deep roots to hold everything in place and to protect him. He's uh, he was hit by a, not the full force of the of the tornado, but very close to um, one of the tornadoes. And uh, and um, the deep roots held everything in place. So um, his roof had a little damage, but he was uh, he was safe in the ground in his little bunker. That's so interesting. um, And acting as a as a breaker of fire, uh, anything that mm -hmm. would retard the movement and spread of fire, especially on the west coast, is a Mm. uh, just even in itself is such a is such a gift and such a contribution, Jackson. Yeah, we, we have someone, um, this woman, Gillian, who uh, called us recently, and she was very excited about our grass, and uh, she was going to be sharing it with a lot of people who have unfortunately um, had the fire and the mudslides and so on about um, promoting it out there for as a fire mm-hmm. break and also to hold the soil in place to prevent mudslides. So, um, as well as uh, people in California are very conscious of not wanting to use chemicals, wanting to save water, and sure. uh, so it's it it does a lot of things, uh, environmental. Yes, it really it does. Health I have a last and saves question. time, money, water. Yeah, sure. No, it really pays for itself rather quickly, obviously. And what with water being, the, as they say, you know, the new oil. It's not new at all, but you know, that there is the whole notion of wars that will be fought for water Mm -hmm. because of water scarcity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a whole lengthy conversation because there are some that argue that we have plenty of water. um, It's just a lot of it needs to be desalinated. Others that say that there's water scarcity and it's probably going to keep going in this direction. And this is a regional conversation as well. It's a big, long one. But no matter mm-hmm. what, water conservation is only a good thing. And the cost Absolutely. of water is going up and up, whether that's water that you buy in a plastic bottle, sadly, and even water for your lawn and just for taking a shower. All of it is mm-hmm. going in one direction. So what you're offering here becomes all the more important for both ecology, environment, and economy. And I think that's a very Mm -hmm. important thing to really digest. And talking about digestion, there is this thing uh, called wheatgrass. And it is a grass. Mm -hmm. 
And if you look mm-hmm. at grass, you see that it's actually a very wonderful chlorophyll-filled um, of natural substance. Do you know anything about the use of Pearl's Premium Seed? This may sound funny, <laughs> but for, funny for nutrition. that uh, we have quite a few customers. You know, I haven't tried it myself. But we have a They're number of customers grass. <laughs> who, who, uh, who will, you know, snip off a little grass with their scissors and they'll throw it in a blender with grapes and blueberries and they say it makes a great drink. And uh, wow. and one, uh, one interesting thing that most people, yeah, a, a Pearl's Premium Ultra Low Maintenance Smooth. Grass Seed Smoothie. <laughs> and uh, what most people don't know is they, they think that, you know, toilets and showers and appliances are taking all the water. The reality is in our country, according to the EPA, 50% of our clean drinking water is wasted on lawns. The water we use on our lawns is the same thing that is uh, the water that we drink. And um, a huge amount of energy goes into um, filtering and pumping the water just to have half of it go to our lawns. So by having a lower maintenance lawn like this, you're cutting your water bill in half, and you're cutting your water consumption in half. And um, that's, in many that's communities, they, they use uh, three to five times the amount of water on a summer day than they do on a winter day. Uh, and, you know, with it all going to um, that three to five times the amount of water is going to the lawn. The average small lawn uses 10,000 gallons an Olympic swimming pool of water every summer. So by having a lower maintenance lawn, in many years of the country, people water it to get established, and then they seldom or never water it again, or they water it yes. one quarter of the rate that they used to. Well, of course, in places uh, in different areas of California, in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and other regions of the Southwest, there are prohibitions about watering your lawn. Many people have yep. gone to cactus lawns or or rock lawns. You know, they're not lawns mm-hmm. as such, but they're rock landscaping yep. and things like that because of what you're saying. I, I have an idea, mm-hmm. Jackson. What do you think about closing mm-hmm. all of the golf courses, or let's just say 90% of them across the country? I think I think I'm going to write a letter to President Trump and ask him to close all of his golf courses as well as all of his <laughs> other golf. You think that'll go uh, over well? Go over well with the president <laughs> and and uh, a lot of golfers. But um, there are right, right. golf courses that are putting our grass in for the rough, and you can't cut our grass short for the for the you know the tee or the fairway. But fifty uh, percent of the golf course is the rough. Um, yes. And for the rough, you can just put our grass right over the existing rough grass. It will outcompete the grass and outcompete the weeds, and you water it to get established, and then you sell them and never water it again. So you can cut down fifty um, percent, potentially fifty percent of a golf course water by putting our grass in your in on the rough. That is fabulous. Area. That is fabulous. Well, Jackson Madnick, I want to just thank you again for being a guest on our show today and for all the good work that you are doing. It's really, really formidable, and you are one of the unsung heroes of our society, the kind that we at A Better World love to champion because of what you're doing, and it's uh, 
on the ground, you're at it, and you're really doing it, and mm-hmm. we are privileged here at A Better World to be part of your effort, and we will continue. Why don't you give the uh, information one more time about the, the uh, discount yeah, the, the that discount. you're offering listeners? Sure. To uh, listeners and friends of listeners, um, uh, go to Pearl's Premium, P-E-A-R-L-S, P-R-E-M-I-U-M dot com page. Um, put in the discount code um, A Better World with no spaces between the letters and uh, you'll get 20% off uh, between now and Saturday night. And if anyone has any questions about the grass, they can just call us at 508 653 Zero eight hundred. That's great. Thank you again, Jackson. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you for being on, and keep up Absolutely. your great work. I mean, it's a, you're a, thank you. a pillar of knowledge uh, for, of what's good on the planet. Thank you so much, and being part of it. Jackson Madnick of Pearl's Premium Lawn Seeds. As I said at the beginning of the show, I never thought I would be doing a show about lawn seeds. And that's how I felt when I first met Jackson. We met at an eco uh, festival at the Jacob Javits Center. Actually, the night before, there was a pre-party at Coco Mat on Lexington Avenue. And uh, this fellow was walking around handing out um, these flyers. And he handed me one, and I looked at it, and it looked pretty. And there was a nice dog on it with a a nice young girl, and I put it in my pocket. I didn't think again of it until sometime later that weekend. I looked at it again, and I went, I studied it, and I saw all of these environmental benefits to lawn seeds. And I went, is this possible? Something as simple and ordinary-seeming as grass, what grass seed we use will make a big difference? Well, the answer is yes. A beaming yes, and I have since had the privilege of getting to know Jackson quite well and uh, being with him in a number of different kind of uh, contexts, and I've learned really about the benefits of what this is, which is why I really wanted him to be sharing it with our audience this evening. So I want to thank all of you for tuning in and being part of this evening's show, and Please spread the word. You can go to abetterworld.tv. The link will be there under Radio Archive. It will always be there. And you can go and grab it and send it off to people, and they can get the benefit of the discount as well. And you can always contact us here at mjr at abetterworld.net, mjr at abetterworld.net. I Love hearing from you anyway, suggestions, recommendations, as well as your comments and feedback on the shows. And uh, remember, we are a 501c3. We're a nonprofit organization, and your donations to us help keep us on the air, and we so appreciate that. Uh, We also have a series of services that you can learn about at www.mitchellrabin.com. That's M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-R-A-B, as in brilliant, I-N, dot com, and abetterworld.tv. Thanks again for joining, 
and I look forward to seeing you all.